it's Crystal. Hey, it's Jessica. We're two friends in two different chapters of life coming together to chat about life, love, work, family drama, and everything in between. Join us as we lean into living out loud and navigating through life's messy challenges on this journey to find joy in being intentionally human. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Intentionally Human. Hey y'all, we're so excited to come at y'all again. We've got a cool topic for tonight, a new question that we're going to chat through and share our opinions on, and we're really excited to kind of dive into this one, or at least I am. I am too. I think that you pose the question better than I can, so I'm going to let you (laughs) ask it, but we can just dive right in. So the question that I saw online um, on Instagram was somebody asking about whether or not it was okay to compete with their best friend for a particular job. So some context behind the original request was they both went to college together for the same degree, had been working out in the field for a couple of years, and there was a position that they both learned about from a mutual friend. And both were really interested in it. And so they were kind of trying to figure out, is it okay for us to compete with each other for this job? And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Would you ever compete with one of your friends or family members yeah. for a job? I I would. I think it's all in the context of how you go about it and discussing it. Um, I think that like, if there's an opportunity that you want, you should take it. And if somebody else is taking it, good. Like everybody has the right to do that. But if somebody straight up asks you, like, are you applying for this job? And you say no, knowing that you are, I think that makes you an asshole. Yeah, I, so this actually kind of hit me a little bit closer to home because I actually have a colleague that I'm, that reports to me that was interested in a position that would have been a lateral move for me, but a promotion for them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't apply for it, even though I liked the job. But for me, it was more of it. Like I liked the job. I thought it was cool, whatever. But for them, it was mm-hmm. something they really, really wanted. And so I felt like because they really wanted it more and it was a promotion for them and it would have just been eh, whatever for me, like I was okay with stepping back and letting them go for it. And then as their direct supervisor, right? Like I was able to advocate for them and promote them for that position and help them get it, which they did ultimately get it, which was really exciting. But that all happened at the same time. So it kind of shifted my lens a little bit and thought, huh, like what if it was my husband or what if it was my sister or something like that? I feel like that almost changes the dynamics a little bit. (laughs) I mean, if you're super competitive, like I could see where it would be like, hey, this would be fun. Let's go for it. Like, you know, against your spouse or something and be like, let's see who gets it. (laughs) But I just thought it was a really interesting question. Yeah. From that lens, I could see where it's very, it gets sticky, especially if you're, they're reporting to you because you have a duty to pass along information about them and all that. And if it becomes a conflict of interest really quickly. Yeah. Um, And then for, for siblings, for me and my siblings, like I, it would be better, but at the time, somebody's feelings would get hurt. Um, yeah. Well, now I think you, <laughs> I think it depends. Like if it's something that you both 
really, really want. And it's like, if I don't take this opportunity, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. I feel like that's very different than going, okay, I think I'm ready for a move. This looks interesting, but if I don't get it or if I don't apply for it, it's not going to be something that I regret. I feel like that's so different. And it, now I'm just making it more gray than black and white. (laughs) (laughs) I know I, I always tease, I tend to live in the gray. Um, but I think, I think there's, there has to be some context here, right? So like for the particular original question that was asked, like if you're graduating from college and y'all were in the same classes and have the same degree, well, I get to where it's like, depending on what your field is, there may not be a lot of jobs open, right? Mm -hmm. So you may be forced to compete with folks for jobs. I think it gets a little more sticky when it's like, you have two people who are really close, both really, really want it. Um, you know, and have that kind of like emotional attachment to it, <laughs> then the competitiveness can come out and people's feelings get hurt. And even though you may be rooting for your friend, you're still secretly like rooting for yourself too. And that's, that's sometimes mm-hmm. hard to do. Oh, absolutely. I think about that with big teams when there's a option to like move up into management of that team. I mean, you have maybe five people that are qualified that would be great leaders, but only one person is going to get the job. And if yes. you're a close team, you you deal with that and you have to navigate that. And that's just part of being professional and also relationships is being okay with like having your feelings hurt, but also not letting it impact personal relationships. Unless somebody's just being a complete asshole, then like for sure, like if it's one of those, well... If I don't get it, then nobody can have it type thing. Oh, that's yeah. a different, I'm not I about think, that life. I think if you're super competitive, this is probably really like, it's probably really exciting for you. Cause you like the excitement of the competition. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you win, then it's just reinforcing that. But then if you lose, it probably just like kills you. Right. Like you're yeah. probably so pissed and super bummed <laughs> that you lost that. I feel like that could either motivate you to work harder for the next time or like really set you back. I can. Yeah, I can see that. I think that I probably identify with the last one a lot, not because I'm, I am competitive, but not like to that level. It's more my perfectionist issues. (laughs) I would be like, Oh my God, I like have so many shortcomings. Um, And it's not to take away from anybody else's success. Like it truly has nothing to do with that. But yeah, I, I, I don't think I could personally ever put myself in that situation with like family, even with friends. Like it's, I could, I have a hard time because friends that are in the field that I'm in, I've made in a professional setting. So it's a different type of friendship. And there's like an underlying thing that you kind of know you're going to be competing for things down the line if you meet in a workplace. My other friends are like engineers and nurses. Like I will never compete with them for a job. So I think in theory, I'm like, yeah, no, it's no big deal. In practice, probably a lot bigger of a deal than. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think about too, like you brought up a good point when, you know, like friends that you make in your field are at work, but you know, there's so many, especially now with COVID, I think there's a lot more like relationships formed at work because you spend so much Mm -hmm. time there. You really connect these people. So I think about like, if you have like significant others that you work with and then there's a promotion opportunity or something like that. And now you're like competing for it. I feel like that would be, that would be hard. 
that would be hard. I also want to know who who is finding their significant other at work because you are not supposed to get your honey where you get your money. That is like the number one rule. <laughs> I don't know, but you see it happening. And I think yeah. it's happening even more with COVID because we have we've a lot of fields have switched to like remote working. So you're still able to work and connect with people, even if you can't go out in public and see them. So I think you almost kind of rely on those work relationships to bring that social piece to your work, you know, to your world too. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there are days where I only talk to people at work and then I talk to nobody else. So work Um, is my interaction. (laughs) I agree with that, but I think some of it's just because by the time I get off work, like I'm so, I've talked to too many people that my people energy is totally drained. And I'm like, I can't, all I have left now is to deal with my kids and I can't take on anybody else. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad. Cause I know that like, like my parents want to talk and you have friends that are like, Hey, let's, and I'm just like, I'm going to go sit in the corner and, you know, pretend the world doesn't exist for a little while. <laughs> I'm going to scroll Instagram for three hours straight and just completely <laughs> dissociate. <laughs> yes. Turn on Netflix, something. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, now I'm trying to think of like uh, how that would work with a significant other. Mm. I think that would be an issue. <laughs> like I, that's, mm. I just see a lot of issues there to begin with. <laughs> well, and so I look at it too, right? So like in my younger years, I probably would have been super competitive and would have been all about it. Like, yes, let's compete. But I also had some kind of unhealthy boundaries when <laughs> like I was driven, like it, I felt like I needed to prove things. Right. So if you told me I couldn't do it, or if you somehow like threatened mm-hmm. what I could do, like I was going to work harder to prove you wrong type of mentality, mm-hmm. which I have lost luckily as I've gotten older. Cause now I I don't care if I prove you wrong or not. Like, (laughs) so I don't think I could compete with my husband now, but like fresh out of college, early twenties. Oh, I would have been all about it. Let's go. Let me, let me prove to you in the world that I'm, that I'm better. (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, Uh, I I can admit it. It's not healthy, but (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I think that's like part of that age too. Like I remember that age, like you are, you're setting out to prove something. Um, if you get a degree that people just don't see a lot of value in, like you almost feel like you have a larger chip on your shoulder. <laughs> I, mean, I got a psychology degree. So like Me my too. entire thing was like, I'm going to prove to people that I didn't get just some bullshit degree that you can do a lot of stuff with this degree because everything that I heard from the time that I like committed to the major to graduation was you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to just end up being a fry cook or something, you know, not nice things. And I mean, but you have to, you have to have that tenacity for certain degrees. Like you have to really want a job and, and go for it because it's not just going to fall into your lap. There are not a lot of jobs out there for people with just plain bachelor's degrees in psychology. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It is very limited and unless you're like licensed or have, you know, like a license mm-hmm. in that area, it, it gets limited even further. Um, and the jobs that do tend to be available don't pay as much. Um, so there, you know, there's that factor too. Mm -hmm. So I could see like when I worked at the LIDA, which is like a nonprofit local authority through the state type thing, I very much would have been 
it, I would have done it, but that would have been out of a place of desperation of like, I need to improve like my status. Like I cannot continue to live at home with my parents <laughs> forever. And the litter doesn't pay shit. <laughs> There's a reason they call it a nonprofit. Cause right. Yeah. So I mean, at that point I probably would have thrown anybody not under the bus, but I would not have like, I, like it's for me at the end of the day. I'm sorry, but like, I can't worry about you. And I I almost feel like anytime though you go for a job, you always have somebody who feels like you took it away from them. Even if they didn't apply, there's always somebody who has something to say about it. And like, why did you get that job? And I didn't, well, I put in an application first of all, second of all, (laughs) I am qualified. Yeah. So yeah. I think it gets a little harder too. like, now that we both have jobs like in corporate America and you've done this process, right? Like, so I know how the hiring and the recruitment process works mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And there is so much like iffiness to it, right? Like you, you can have a position, you can have 300 people apply to it. So even if you and your best friend both applied, that doesn't mean that that recruiters ever going to see your application. Um, one of you might get lucky and the other one, may just be stuck in the pile and never get looked at. So like, there's so many factors that come into it that I think that helps me or would help me now to like rationalize it. Be like, Oh, well, I didn't get picked because I was probably stuck in the pile <laughs> versus yeah. that person's better than me and more qualified than me. And I suck. Yeah. And it's, I feel like, especially in corporate, like it's not that you suck or that you're not qualified. Like there might be just something that set them apart the recruiter might've had a better conversation. Like there, we're all human and recruiters are human too. Like there's so many different nuances that go into hiring. And like you said, half the time you're not seeing all the applicants as the hiring manager. You're just seeing the handpicked ones and there might be 20 other ones and you're having to, like, it's a process. It's not easy to hire people in corporate America. (laughs) No. And it takes forever. Um, But yeah, I, I think that, Like for me, I look at it and say, I could probably compete with a friend now, but I'd have to go back to like where you started with this, like make sure like we're honest about it. And we're like, Hey, look, we're both going out for this job. Let's make a pact now. Like, like we'll root for each other, right? Whoever gets it, gets it great. Uh, And the other one, you know, like set up some boundaries or some rules with it. I don't know that I could compete with family. That seems a little bit closer to home unless... (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure there's always going to be an exception. There's probably like something that would be like, okay, yeah, maybe I would consider it, but just like overall, I think that's where I would draw my line. Yeah. I, I, now I can't imagine a world in like, which I would compete with a significant other, especially if we live together, because then in my head, if I got the job over them, because positive intent, obviously I'd get the job, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you couldn't bitch about it. You could not complain about work. You like, I mean, you would really put yourself in a corner of like not being able to have somebody to support you through that hard time. Because even if it's your dream job, dream jobs have days where they suck. And that's just the reality of working. Sure. But like if my partner complained to me like two weeks in about how hard this new job is, oh, I'm not the better person. And I know that that would piss me off. And I hate that I I know that so well about myself, but yeah, I would just be like, are you fucking kidding me? 
that gives you a lot of ammunition because then you could just come back and be like, well, if I would have got the job, like I, you know, I'd have been fine or whatever. <laughs> great for the couples therapist, not great for the relationship. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think it would it would be a hard pill to swallow to know that your significant other got selected over you. I mean, I'm sure there are some really strong, compassionate people out there that would be just fine with it and mm-hmm. roll with the punches and be supportive and happy for their significant other. But I don't know that you and I are cut from that cloth. That's not me. <laughs> the only Now, if we were, if it was a job where what, like we said, whoever gets it, gets it, they're going to continue to work. The other one gets, she stayed at home with the kids or whatever. Then like, I don't know. I might be into that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good call out. Yeah. I th- like, I probably would like that. And then I don't know if I would actually want to get the job or if I'd be like, I'm going to go out for it, but like, am yeah. I going to be that hurt? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how the kids are. I think that kind of brings like up another question for me. Like what mm-hmm. if like your spouse has like a dream job that they really, really want that is now going to like change your entire lives. Like maybe it's in another state or another country or like requires them to work some weird schedule. Like if that, then how do you, how do you approach that? Right. Cause now it's no longer about the person just getting another job. It's about changing your entire life to help support that job. I actually don't know how I feel about that. So my, my younger sister's kind of going through something like this with her husband. He got a job. They're having to move um, for the job and stuff. And it's a lot of communication. Like, I feel like you have to kind of have these conversations before the job is even applied for. And you start doing the what ifs and all that, because I, I don't know, but like across to a different like country, I think it depends. Like, is it worth it? Are we going (laughs) to like, are we going to have the funds if we go to the different country to be able to come back and visit our families? What's that work-life balance look like in that new country? Are you going to be able to be around? Are you going to always be at work? And I'm just going to be alone. Like I think about military wives that have to go in their station overseas with their husbands and their husbands then get deployed and they're on a base somewhere where they only know, like, I don't, I don't think I'm cut for that. Like, I definitely don't have it in me. I wish I did. I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> yeah. I think in my younger days, I'd have been all about it, but I think we've talked about that. I'm kind of a gypsy at heart. So I'm all about like, where's the next place we can move and check out. Um, but after like having moved a lot and having three kids, like it would have to be like, his dream, like it would have to be my husband's like dream job that he has been wanting for his entire life. And I would be the soul crushing dream killer if I didn't go forward with it. <laughs> like it would have to be like that level of a scenario um, or something that would be like extremely beneficial for all of us, including the kids, right? Like it would have to be like something that we just couldn't pass up. Otherwise, yeah, I don't, I think I would be the dream killer. I think I'd be like, eh, we can't do that right now. Yeah. And I feel like for most people you talk about like, what is that dream job? What is that job that if money, anything didn't matter, like, what would you do if that came up for somebody and you love them and you see that like, here's your opportunity. I think it would be really hard to tell them no. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think the harder thing for me it's not so much if we all had to move, but if it was a job that like would require them to travel, like we had friends um, and he traveled 
to a couple of different European countries and he would be gone for like six to eight weeks at a time, sometimes 10 weeks, just depending on what like was needed at the time. And so those were long stints to be gone. And when he would come home, like he would, you, you know, sometimes he'd be home for two weeks. Sometimes he might be home for a month, but it, you, it would vary. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. No, I, th- I think the most I could do is like, if somebody worked offshore, you're gone for two weeks back home for a week, but that's just because I like independence. I think that that would change with kids. Like, I don't know if I would want that if I had kids because that's a long time to go without one of the parents in the home. Yeah. I mean, I like my independence too. I think we've talked about this. These are, I'm just, I feel like we're just going through our laundry list of flaws here today, but, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I'm super independent and Nick and I work opposite schedules. We've talked about that. So, I mean, sometimes it does feel like you're like a halftime, you know, single parent just because like last week, for example, I feel like I didn't even see him for like three days because I was still at work. I was super busy. Like we didn't get to eat dinner together or anything. Like he's leaving and texting me as he's leaving because I was, my work was busy. Um, so I kind of get that, but at least we're still here. You know what I mean? I know he's going to be here tomorrow. I know he's going to at least come home. We at least see each other through the windows as he's leaving and stuff like that. I don't know that I could, I I love my independence, but I don't like it enough for you to be gone for two months. Yeah. That's hard. And that's, yeah. I don't know if I would want to sign up for that. No. So I think if he were to get a position like that, that would require him to travel for work that much, that would be really hard for me. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I could, it would be hard for me to support that. Yeah. And people, I know people are going to maybe this maybe having a chip on my shoulder, but <laughs> I mean, when I both work from home, right? Like we both fully work from home. We don't go into an office and I've heard people be like, well, you could just go travel with them. Like, no, that's not how VPNs work. That's not how companies work. Right. They will not just let you go pick up and work from Europe for two months um, no. and have an opposite schedule. Like that's a I lot wish. of, if they did, I would be traveling all summer. Like you guys, I would be posting with me, with my laptop on the Italian coast somewhere. <laughs> all the time. Right. Like, yes. It would be so nice, but I also am one, like I'm a creature of habit and I feel like to work from home, you have to have such a routine. You have to have like your desk set up a certain, like you're basically have an office. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like I sit on the couch and work on the couch all day. I don't know how people do that. I like, if I don't have my office piece and all my file folders with like contracts and stuff for me to go dig through, like I would be a hot mess. And right? you can't travel with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the type of job you have. Like some jobs might be a little easier to do that, but yeah, ours, ours, like that just mm-hmm. wouldn't work. And I mean, our company wouldn't go for that. You know, it's one thing, like if you do like, yeah, like if you, you know, like I've had jobs before in the past, like when my mom fell sick, like I was able to go to leave one state and go to her state and stay with her and work from her house for a certain amount of time to help her while she recovered. Like, and that was okay. Like you can make an exception for that, but not like working from a hotel or like moving from place to place. Like that would be really hard to do. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like with most jobs, like you you shouldn't hide it. Like if you're going to do something like that, you really need to ask for permission. That's not a forgiveness situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've actually had cases where people didn't share and it it did end in termination. Yeah. I, but my mom will sometimes be like, well, do you just want to come home? 
on Wednesday and work from our house for a couple days and have a long weekend. (laughs) Because you also don't work with people. Like I have a really hard time. Like I'm away from people for so much that when there's somebody in my space and I'm trying to work, I cannot function. Like my ADHD is crazy. I want to talk the whole time. I cannot focus. So I have to be a hermit when I'm working. Well, and we have like multiple screens. And Mm -hmm. so it's really hard for me to just like work from my laptop and just have that one tiny screen. Like there's only certain things I can do. Like, so if I'm in like back-to-back meetings all day where I don't have to like present or like share information, I can do that for my laptop. That's not a big deal. But if I have to actually do any work, I need both screens. I need to be able to drag stuff. I need to be able to open this here and do this here. And I, I, you can't haul all that around with you. Like that's just impossible. (laughs) You can't. And then, yeah. I always get like panicky about it. <laughs> I'm too much of a role follower. Like <laughs> I couldn't do it. That's funny. But yeah, no, two months. That's wild. I, that's yeah. not for me. No. I think I, would, and then like, how's the communication skills? Like if it's somebody who's like, okay with only talking like once a week, that's really not going to work for me. You and I just talked about before we started recording that I have an anxious attachment style. I don't <laughs> I could get rid of it, but it's apparent. It's, <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they seem to make it work. They both seem pretty happy, you know, I mean, they were our neighbors for a really long time and it seemed to, to be just fine, but um, yeah, they only had one kid and then they eventually had a second one. So I think maybe as their family started to grow, it might've got a little harder if they ended up moving closer to her family so that she would have like more family around to help. But it's still tough, especially like nowadays with everything that's going on. We've got COVID, we've got war, we've got all of this stuff. Like it would worry me to like think, okay, are you going to be able to come home? Are you going to get stuck over there? Like, <laughs> what does that look like? You know? Oh, I would for sure be panicked about that all the time. And mm, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, like what our listeners think, you know, like if you, as you listen to this episode, if you have thoughts, shoot them our way message us on Instagram or Facebook. Cause we want to know Crystal and I obviously have very strong opinions. <laughs> I want to know if anybody's actually competed with a friend or a family member for a job and how did that turn out for you? So share some of those stories. I want to, I want to know I'm curious or nosy, yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> a little bit of both. We'll yeah. own it. <laughs> I mean, curious is like the nice way to say it, but yeah, I'm super nosy. Like I want to know, I want to know the dirt, the juicy tidbits. Absolutely. So y'all share it with us, shoot us an Instagram DM or Facebook DM. And um, if we get some juicy ones, we might have to share. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks guys.